Welcome back to Buff Up, the Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Steve Vega. Guys, thank you for joining me on your weekend, kicking off the weekend strong for Father's Day, all you fathers out there. And pat yourselves on the back. Uh, we sacrifice a lot. And um, look, get out there, have a good time, enjoy yourself, enjoy the weekend, be with your family, do something cool. I got some cool, some cool stuff planned myself. I'm really excited to go to the beach, have a big cookout. Um, you know, just celebrate being a father. Super thankful. Uh, my son Noah is growing, and he is growing fast. And um, it's crazy. Being a father really brings out the best in you, in my opinion. Uh, if it's something you really want to do, <laughs> is be a father. Um, I think it's one of the greatest gifts ever. And also, to all the dog fathers out there, some people are just... You know, they, they love pets, and there's no shame in that either. Um, I know a lot of guys that they're just like, you know what? I, I I I applaud you for being a father to your children, but I am a father to my cats. I like I literally know a guy who loves his cats. I know another guy who just loves his dogs, um, and hamsters. You name it. I know a weird guy that just loves his snakes, but that's another story for another time. I don't really want to talk about snakes creep me out. But guys, um, obviously a lot has been hitting the airways um, recently with the Buffalo Bills. And, uh, you know, people are trying to basically just have their way with um, this moment. That is the drama of the Buffalo Bills. And uh, where do we stand? Uh, A question that many fans are asking themselves right now. Uh, I get it this week. Some of Sean's words might have felt misguided. Uh, but look, this this brings me down to this point, right? And it's funny, we're, we're talking about Father's Day this weekend. Um, but it's, it's interesting when you think about it. Uh, there's a lot of moving parts, a lot of growing parts, a lot of people in this organization that have their own lives. Um, some of them are way more dynamic and, 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 and I, I guess you could say more uh, intricate than others. Uh, and, and you have them all coming together to accomplish one goal that is to satisfy the fan base internationally. That is Bill's mafia to win a super bowl. Um, and, and it's just not easy. And I've, I've honestly been trying to be as unbiased as possible with all the information that has been circulating, but I want to point down to one thing real quick. The media has been desperate for something to chew on. And I'm not just talking about, you know, Bill's media. I'm talking about, in general, sports media has been dying (laughs) for an NFL storyline to hit that they can make money off of. Don't don't kid yourself. When a superstar player, something this minuscule comes out as far as just not being there for the first mandatory practice, it, stuff happens. It's not like he went out and requested a trade and started going crazy on a Twitter tirade. It's just more about he's allowed to express himself as a human being and not be what some people are expecting normal human beings who are athletes to just be robots. If you think Stefan Diggs is a robot, then you must also think that Tom Brady was a robot. Did you ever see Tom Brady or even Peyton Manning for that reason literally lose their minds? on each other, on players, on their teams, on the sidelines. It's happened. 
So if you want to put all the onus on Diggs, you're being irresponsible. I, I think that you have to see everything as this is all a growing experience for this franchise. Even back in the 90s, if you really think about it, they didn't truly get over the hump. They went to the Super Bowl four times in a row. There was only one Super Bowl out of those four that anyone can honestly say the Bills actually stood a chance. The rest of them, the Bills got destroyed. They got outplayed. They got beat. A lot of credit to the players on that team that kept the Bills at that high level to win the AFC championship. But again, you're, you're looking at what it takes just to get to that point. It took Thurman Thomas. It took Bruce Smith. It took Lofton. It took Andre Reid. It took Jim Kelly. It took Kent Hall. It took a ton of guys to formulate the 90s Bills. Uh, just to sustain success. I'm not even talking about just getting to the Super Bowls, but just to be good. After those Super Bowls were done, they stayed relevant for many years after because of these players. So it's kind of like looking at things in reverse, right? So Buffalo hasn't made Super Bowls, but they have made the playoffs over and over and over and over and over again is great. And it's not something that Bills fans are used to. So I think we may have to understand that there's a lot of growing and pruning happening in this stage of this team. And a lot of confusion is coming from, well, if the Bills can't get over the Bengals, if the Bills can't get over this team or that team, it's not that. It's the Bills are trying to figure out how to get over things about themselves turning over the football, getting better at the offensive line, playing with more consistency, the young players stepping up as much as the coaches have to help develop them. So there's a lot, and you can keep trying to plug in the holes on the ship. But again, if you go back to something that Von Miller said that I feel like resonates with a lot of uh, teams, there is a big luck factor that goes into getting to a Super Bowl. Better yet, winning one. If you don't believe me, go back to when Eli Manning dropped two balls in the bucket against New England and won those two Super Bowls. It just felt like the two luckiest plays ever. And and lo and behold, New England just basically let them get away with it. That's what it looked like. So... The question is going to be, okay, how much are you really willing to buy into with what's happening in this offseason? I have gone back and I have said several times that I do believe that the coaching staff has a lot to answer for. Going back to the Sean McDermott point, how do I feel about it? I feel like Sean has been dealing with a lot. (laughs) You talk about not only just player development, drafting, 
um, personalities. Now you have one big factor that's always in the back of your head you can almost feel responsible for, and that's player health. You allowed, like, and, and again, I'm not, I'm not blaming him. God, no, I'm not blaming him for what happened to DeMar Hamlin, but I can imagine there are demons in his head saying, man, like he's battling. What could have I done? What could have you done different to not put him on the field? Like that's something that's huge. A player's life was, you know, it just, it just felt, I mean, if I'm in his, in his, in his shoes, I feel like I am, it, look, it's hard to say it, but like a little bit responsible. I'm not saying completely responsible, but you, it, you would not be human to just think about, oh my gosh, like I see him in practice all the time. I see him, how he hits. I see the angles of approach. Maybe I could have coached him better. Like, you know, he probably has been thinking about everything and anything. And it's probably been the most stressful two years as a head coach, any head coach could have. God bless him for it because there are a lot of people who do not have that resiliency to still bring the team together and try his absolute best to keep him playing at a high level even after that. It's just emotionally draining, physically draining. Um, There's a lot. There's a lot that's been happening with this team. And I'll, I'll tell you this, I don't feel like it's fair when you look at guys like Colin Coward literally going on his TV show and just having like just a small slither of a window to just want to bash him finally. Like, look, his star player is turning against him. I was right. There's, there's uh, you know, some misguidance happening uh, and, and there's turmoil happening behind the scenes in, in the Buffalo Bills franchise. In the locker room. From top to bottom, this franchise has been shaken up. Outside on the, uh, out, out, off the field and off the field, family lives, everything. And if, if you can't put that into perspective, you're being irresponsible. I, I feel like I had to really think about how I'm approaching thinking about what this team has been through, what they're trying to achieve, and how much they've had to look at every single day to overcome. And it is a mountain. But their faith in each other, their their belief in each other, their, their hard work and perseverance is one day going to pay off. And that's what I believe as a fan. Um, and I want, I want to be there for that parade. Just knowing that, you know, there are going to be small things that happen throughout this timeline where we're going to look back and we're just going to be like, man, did we overreact? And then there's some people on the other boat. Let's, let's flip sides here, right? Because some people, you know, you want to talk about being devil's advocate. Okay. Well, devil's advocate is Stefan Diggs is absolutely sick and tired of Sean McDermott and the play calling. And either he wants the ball a lot Or he doesn't feel like he has been respected enough in the development of the offensive game plan. Well, because of his competitive nature, I can see why you know that can be something to think about. But if we're going to be blunt here, 
The offensive line was atrocious when it had to be good, and the running game was non-existent. There was a play you can look back. Uh, it was third and two against Cincinnati in the first half, and James Cook gets the ball, and Buffalo can't punch it. They can't punch it through. And it was, to me, a sign like, well, you're supposed to be able to run the football when you want to run the football if you're going to get to the Super Bowl. And so you're talking about third and short. You should be able to get those. You look at teams in the past like the Giants. Whenever it was third and short, you knew Brandon Jacobs was going to get that ball or Maude Bradshaw, and they were going to punch it down your throat, and you're going to have to just deal with it. And their Achilles heel was not knowing if they had the guy at the wide receiver position that Eli Manning could constantly go to whenever he was in trouble. Josh Allen has that. So (laughs) we could be looking at a completely, utterly different football team this year if Damian Harris really does become that premier guy that the Bills lean on to keep drives moving. Because that's where you stay competitive in big games. Stretching out drives, keeping the other quarterback off the field. So how do you do that? You get into third and short, you convert. You keep doing that over and over and over again, and then the big plays come when they come. You can't force them. And so I'm looking at the pressure that's on Stephon Diggs, and I think we got to just we got to peel that back a little bit. That peel the onion a couple of layers and get to the center here. The center here, there's a lot of fundamental issues with the offense that they're working and they've drafted and they've they've done everything they needed to do in free agency to try to fix that. The wide receiver position isn't really going to bring you that consistent production that you're looking for as far as when you so you're going to just throw it every time on third and short. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay, we and this is the thing, you get back into the D-hop conversation or you even talk about Dalvin Cook. Well, you know, you got to really pick your poison on what you're going to then commit to. I feel like right now the Bills offense has a lot of balance. There's speed, there's youth, there's also the veterans. They have reloaded at the offensive line. They've reloaded at the running back position. Don't even count out Latavius Murray (laughs) along with Damian. So the Bills are getting ready to bruise people and punch them straight in the mouth whenever they want to because they have the talent to do that. But I want to finish on this point, and I've talked about this before, because I think when you look at the frustration Diggs is getting, Um, in regards to this whole situation. I'm not going to sit here and just front about it. I think there needs to be some pressure off his back. Maybe Kincaid can bring that, but we haven't truly seen that yet, obviously. Um, That could be something that develops throughout the year. But the Bills are sitting around 4.5 to 5 million in cap space right now, right? I looked at something, and I want to talk about it a little bit to close here. And it was Odell Beckham's incentive contract. And it, it's it's interesting. So Beckham's contract, which can reach up to $8 million, includes up to $3 million in incentives. So I'm wondering if, let's say, because 
DeAndre Hopkins left New England. There's a lot of optimism they can close a deal. But if I'm DeAndre Hopkins, I'm looking at the situation like, damn, I'm so good. I can turn on the switch whenever I need to. But what if I go to Buffalo on a $3 million deal? I'm not saying the Bills are going to give him $18 million with all the incentives and everything. But let's say he goes on a one-year deal, guaranteed $4 million, maybe $5 million, and he can get up to let's say 10 to 12 million in incentives and bonus the whole nine just to play for a year just to see how it is and you know what take a step back from being the v guy and you talk about bringing rotation to what the defensive line does imagine being able to truly truly do that with the wide receiver position what happens when Stephon Diggs hits 130 yards and two touchdowns and then the Bills are up 24 to 7 on a team and D Hop's gotten like two snaps? And then we pull Diggs, we pull Diggs out and throw DeAndre Hopkins in. I, or you just put him on the other side and you let them do what they do. I'm just saying, there's a lot of variables that could start shifting. And here's the other thing: you really gotta look at Miami right now defensively. That's a team you cannot play around with now. Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard are studs. All it's going to take is for one of them to have one good game and really disrupt this passing attack. And we have some weapons. I get it. We have signed. We also got to start trusting some of these young guys to step up. And, you know, I, I just want to close with this. Maybe it's okay to be stretched a little thin on the cap this year and really assert yourselves with bringing in DeAndre Hopkins if he's willing to come on a cheaper deal and really see what happens to this offense when Diggs gets <laughs> less triple coverage. I mean, they were basically bracketing the entire side of the field, wherever he was at all the time to make sure Josh Allen had to fit it in a window while there were guys rushing down the middle because the offensive line couldn't block. Eventually, one of the, if you got DeAndre Hopkins and Diggs on the other side, somebody's going to be open. Josh just needs time, and I think that there needs to be a reloading mentality of this year. Don't look at last year to build off of. Look at last year to literally, you got to throw it away. It was, in a lot of ways, one of those seasons where it just ended that way, where you you were, you're still as good as advertised. Um, it's the execution. It's the execution factor, and that's where I'm hoping the Bills are, they're they're unifying their vision to just execution. And um, so I want to close with that. And yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens this next week. I, I think that, you know, the Buffalo Bills have their work cut out for them. And we're not going to lie about that. But again, don't I feel like we should not fall into the hype here as far as when small things happen. You know, football is a chippy sport. It's not, uh, you know, a bunch of guys playing patty cake. They're hitting each other and they're knocking each other's lights out most of the time. Um, and injuries happen a lot. So, you know, 
Godspeed to this team, their vision, uh, that these, you know, these captains come together and these coach, this coaching staff with the players really resolve what needs to get done. Again, that that was the point that uh, Sean McDermott left off of. He feels like it's resolved. They're moving forward. But yeah, guys, I want to stop there. Thank you so much for listening to Buff Up, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Steve Vega. Uh, to anyone who is a first responder or military, thank you for what you do for our country and our communities. You guys stay united out there. Enjoy your weekend. Happy Father's Day. Go Bills. Bills.